0: very few things are more deadly than an assassin this is because an assassin is a killer hidden in plain sight sometimes the death is instantaneous like a high profile assassination or it can be a slow poisoning over time that deteriorates the body until it cannot fight back ladies and gentlemen friends and foes i present to you one of the deadliest adversaries you will ever face an adversary you have been facing much longer than you can imagine I present to you, modernity. If you want to hear the anti-modern thesis, search for episode three. But if you don't think you have the time, another tenet of modernity, might I add. Then feel free to carry on. You're a smart crowd. After all, you made it this far. Let's get into it. <music> One of the things I love the most is going to um, the home of somebody whose, whose house is just ordered and amazing and is doing things, and you go, I don't know what the Garden of Eden was like, but I highly suspect it was like that. Highly suspect, because things are in order. Right? There's fruitfulness. There's something coming out of it. And I can tell, in my mind, I'm thinking, if God is looking at that, he's looking at a changed heart resulting in a changed area. That's showing people the honor and glory of God. God is looking back and he's saying, that's good. That's good. I'm honored, I'm glorified by that. That's redemption. God, rich in mercy, came to save us. And the saving of us has repercussions. It doesn't just change the heart, it has repercussions. Do not miss the fact that the worship of God was destroyed at creation. There's a song by Keith and Christine Getty. Uh, uh, Creation sings the Father's song. I love it, Uh, makes a lot of sense. I'll quote the first verse on the chorus creation sings the Father's song, he calls the sun to wake the dawn and run the course of day till evening falls in crimson rays. His fingerprints in flakes of snow, his breath upon this spinning globe, he charts the eagle's flight, commands the newborn baby's cry. Hallelujah, let all creation stand and sing. Hallelujah, fill the earth with songs of worship, tell the wonders of creation's king. Isn't it insulting that non-believers are the ones who are telling the story of the world that God made? Claiming it was all, it's all evolution nonsense, right? When we are the ones who actually have a way of making sense of it, no, this is the, God is the one who did all of this. There's a reason, there's a beauty, there's a structure to this. It's so important. The last one uh, is consummation. Consummation is what happens at the end, right? Uh, This is the stage where, after this, there are no more stages. We are in infinity. This, if you are a Christian, is bliss. If you are a non-Christian, it's hell, right? Uh, I I, I frequently like to think, uh, if a non-Christian somehow made it into heaven, it would still feel like hell. Because you are are there, and everything is about honoring and glorifying the God who you spent the whole of your life on earth hating. What what will you enjoy there? <laughs> Everything is about him. He, he has a guys, can't we do other things than worship Is there other things? <laughs> do you see? So even if a non-Christian were to somehow make it into heaven, he would be in agony. Like guys, get me out of this. On, right? Consummation, he brings all of this to the end. Now, depending on where you stand eschatologically, I won't, I won't jump into this, but depending on where you stand with eschatology, um, we are, where we are right now is, is, is in between. Uh, for some, we are at the redemption phase. For others, we are in between redemption and consummation. For others, we are like, you know, waiting for the consummation. So that's like a. Uh, a thing but that's irrelevant for the sake of this discussion for the sake of perspective what i hope you can see is that god is ultimately doing something in all of creation in all your circumstances god is ultimately doing something which brings us back to ephesians chapter 1 verse 15 and 23 so let's go there and read it again hopefully with what i've said a little bit more of this can make sense what is god this this is the question that i would like you to have at the back of your mind as you are hearing the words of ephesians chapter 1 verse 15 to 23. what is god trying to do what is god trying to do what is the point at which we should stand and make sense of all of this that's going on in front of us the bible reads (coughs) For this reason because i have heard of your faith in the lord jesus and your love toward all other saints i do not cease to give thanks for you remembering you in my prayers that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him having your eyes the eyes of your heart enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance to the saints? What is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named not only in this age but also in the one to come? And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all." This is the biblical perspective, what God is ultimately trying to do in all of this that's going on. Now, it's possible that some in the room are thinking, you know what, Monsa, you've taken us for a really nice ride, but biblical perspective and biblical worldview. What does this have to do with me when I'm going, when I walk out of this place, I walk into my room and my roommate is still a slob, right? (laughs) Cannot clean up after himself or herself. And I hate him, (laughs) right? It's possible, it's possible you hate him. You should stop, but it's possible, it's possible. Okay, what we should learn in all of this uh, is that God is trying and is doing something Throughout, God isn't like taking a short break in different portions. Every single thing, every single thing that's happened my standing here, what has happened today, whether it's the highs, the lows, or the nothing's—what you would consider the nothing's—that's why it's such an injustice to call it a nothing, right? I despise this when I was, you know, uh, talking to friends and hey, I, what have you? What were you up to today? Nothing? <laughs> Are, you Are you serious? What? Can- <laughs> What kind of nonsense? Nothing. <laughs> God intentionally set out all of these things for us to do, and your answer is nothing. <laughs> Shame on you, <laughs> right? Nothing. Yeah, God is ultimately trying. He's doing things. An example of this is found in Genesis 45. We won't read it, uh, but hopefully you know it. Joseph is talking to his brothers. In fact, now let's read it. Genesis 45. It's uh, it's so good. <clears throat> Genesis 45 Because Joseph makes the point much better than I can Verse 4 To verse 8 So Jesus said to his brothers Come, Joseph, not Jesus Said to his brothers, come to me Come near to me, please. And they came near and he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here for God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years and there are yet five years in which there will be neither sowing, nor plowing, nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you, for to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep you alive for for your, keep alive for you many survivors. So, it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and the lord of all his house and the ruler of all the land of Egypt. Our problem is that we want verse 8, we don't want verse 4 to verse 7. We want ruler of the household, right? But we don't want smelly roommate who does not listen, who fights us every day. Do you see? Perspective. <laughs> Right? That's so when, when you're able to stand back and say, God is ultimately doing something. None of God doesn't waste material. When I was in university, we used to make models for architecture school. And there are some people who were very wasteful. When they are done, you look at the pile next to them, what's on top, and they've wasted more material than I've used. And they purchased all of it. I'd be looking at them like, you wasteful person. All this money spent, how could you? And sometimes we think of God like that, like God is out here wasting resources. Can you imagine? Like God is out here putting you in situations for no good reason. <laughs> How poor a planet do you think God is? And so we look at situations like the life of Job where everything was taken. Everything. If God was not wasting resources then, He's also not wasting resources with you and any sort of diseases you might have. Diabetes at the age of 15, 16, 17, God is not wasting any resources. Failing to pay school fees, God is not wasting any resources. Whatever situation you're in, a country that is highly indebted and poor, (laughs) right? Not just highly indebted, but highly indebted and poor. God is not wasting resources. Might I add, Zaphis, right? A Zaphis that, in your mind, is not the Zaphis of its glory days, huh? God is not wasting resources. He's doing something. The question here is, are you going to intentionally be a part of what God is trying to do, or are you going to be Joseph's brothers? Where are you in the story? Are you Joseph, who's trusting God, saying, I I don't know what's going on here, but I'll be faithful, and I'll work, and I'll do all of these things in the hope that something happens here, or are you Joseph's brothers? just a mere pawn in the thing. If you notice from the narrative of Joseph, Joseph's brothers, at no point in the story, to the best of my knowledge, at no point in the story, stood back and marveled at the glory of God. Zero. Because their perspective was wrong the entire time. They were just saying, oh, we hope that our father doesn't die. That's all that happened after this. We hope our father doesn't die. Because if this guy dies, Joseph is going to wipe us out. They lacked perspective, Joseph told them already. But no, they lacked the biblical perspective and the biblical worldview. We confuse what our eyes are seeing, the flesh, what the people and influences around us are telling us, the world, and the voodoo elements around us with their beliefs, intuition, and all this stuff. We confuse that with what is really going on, and yet there's a reality that sits above all of that there's a transcendent reality where God is doing things. It's only when we have that biblical perspective that we can say, the Lord has taken, and the Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away, blessed be the name of the Lord. Another hymn, Sovereign Ruler of the Skies, understanding that God has orchestrated all of this stuff. The author writes, times of sickness, times of wealth, health, times of poverty and wealth, times of trial Times of grief, times of triumph and relief. Times the tempter's power to prove. Times to taste a Savior's love. All must come and last and end, as shall please my heavenly friend. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Perspective. The biblical worldview. Being able to stand back and say, God is ultimately doing something so that you, you're not anxious. You're not worrying when things happen and are not going your way. When, when you fail an exam or you fail a test or your lecturer doesn't like you or you are living in a highly indebted and poor country, instead you're saying, God must be doing something. So what does it mean for me to be a, a, a peace on God's chessboard, doing something, whether it means I'm a pawn, a bishop, a knight, whatever it is, but I should be in a position where I'm doing something and I'm able to marvel at what's going on with the little I can see, where I'm able to say, wow, are you serious? Wow, look at all of this going on. These are the friends that the Lord has given. I will rejoice and be glad in them, right? Uh, so God is doing something, and with this out God is doing something right here, right now at Onza. He's been doing something uh, since since the beginning, <laughs> right? He's been doing something. He hasn't been on break. He hasn't been sleeping. The one who's been sleeping and in the toilet is Baal. Can I get an amen, right? <laughs> but God, God is completely aware of all of this. God intentionally said you as an individual would be at Unza in this period. He said where you will be... Um, He's even said the bad situations you'll be in. This does not mean you should stay in them. So, if you are in a bad church, right? Jordan Peele's movie, get out, <laughs> right? Uh, if you're in a bad, get out. But, God is the one who has placed you there. So understand that God is ultimately doing something and our concern as believers is how can I be an active participant so that when God is moving his pieces I can stand back and I can marvel at all that he is doing and occasionally we might be like Elijah saying God you know I can't see it and then God says hey wake up and eat Life goes on. Let's keep doing this. Let's keep doing this. Sometimes you don't see what's going on, but you still keep on doing it. You keep trusting God and what he is doing. So the Lord is doing something throughout all eternity. And if you missed it in Ephesians, it comes at the end. Verse 20 to verse 23. And with this, I will close. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 20 to 23, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, redemption, when he raised him from the dead, uh, and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named not only in this age but also in the one to come and what has God done what has this sovereign ruler of the skies done and he put all things under his feet under the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ and gave him as head over all things I love the next part to the church gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all." That's a very heavy passage. I could not break it out, break it down if I had the time. But what, what this passage is basically trying to indicate is that God is not fretting, right? He has placed Christ on Zion's hill. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth, and every knee, uh, well and every mouth confess that jesus christ is lord to the honor and glory of god the father that is what gives us our ultimate biblical perspective and biblical worldview there's nuances there's parts to this but ultimately it's that that god is doing something and i hope that we can uh, be a part of it an active player rather than a passive player i hope that we can be more of joseph than joseph's brothers in the narrative let's pray father god in heaven thank you so much for our time this evening we pray that you might help us to um appreciate your word and all that it teaches that as we read your word day by day uh, our appreciation and love for it and for you might grow and uh, we might be anxious less and less but trust you and all that you are doing right here. I pray for my brothers and sisters here at Zafes, who have uh, much work to do, um, have a lot of work to do and continue to have work to do in the same way that all of us have work to do, to honor and glorify you, to bring everything under your authority and your dominion now and forevermore we commit them into your hands in jesus name amen
1: welcome to another section of news on anti-modern Diving straight into it. From Mwebantu, a 22-year-old woman of Mazabuka in southern province has been arrested for stabbing her 47-year-old husband after he refused to reconcile with her following separation. Quoting from the article, the Zambia police spokesperson Ray Hamonga said that the incident occurred on a Thursday at 17 hours in Highland Township of Mazabuka. Quoting from Mwebantu and Newsdiggers, Brief facts of the matter are that the victim, a security guard, and his wife have been on separation since 2013. However, the suspect on September 29, 2022, around 14 hours, went to visit her husband with a view of reconciling with him. But when the victim was reluctant to accept due to the abuse the suspect subjected him to during their stay, she unexpectedly drew out a knife from her chtenge wrapper, stabbed the victim in the stomach, and intestines came out. She continued stabbing him all over the body and later fled. The victim sustained deep cuts all over his body and the knife used in the act was not found at the scene. This occurred on 29th of September 2022 around 14 hours at the victim's house. The victim is admitted to Mazabuka General Hospital. Moving on. Has anyone been getting a lot more spammy and scammy messages lately? Well, some good news on this front. Zikta and the Zambia police arrested five individuals in connection with offenses of theft, unauthorized data access, obtaining money by false pretenses, making documents without authority, and impersonation. The Zambia police spokesperson Ray Hamonga said that the two amongst the five suspects in Monze who are employees of a company contracted to manage SIM replacement in the area where MTN Zambia does not have a presence were charged and arrested for theft and unauthorized access of data where the two employees were allegedly resetting mtn mobile money wallet pin codes belonging to victims of financial related crimes mostly when the cell phones were stolen from members of the public i'm thinking the covid situation really did push us very far into the digital age but without the security to back it along or the sensitization next up a disturbing series of events took place recently, as we received an influx of news reporting on various road traffic accidents. On September 10, 2022, three people died on the spot while four others sustained injuries after a fuel tanker collided with a Toyota Hiace in Chongo District. On the 21st of September 2022, a 32-year-old man of Losaka died on the spot. After the Toyota Hilux he was driving in was hit into by a truck which failed to negotiate a curve at airport roundabout along Great East Road in Lusaka, a statement from Zambia Police spokesperson Ray Hamonga said that the accident happened when the driver of the truck failed to negotiate a curve at a roundabout due to excessive speed, hence hitting into a stationary Toyota Hilux and pushing it off the road, where it overturned with the horse of a truck resting on it. The deceased sustained injuries and died on the spot the body of the deceased was deposited at the uth mortuary awaiting post-mortem while the passenger from the hilux sustained painful neck and shoulder injuries and was admitted to Levi manawasa hospital on the 23rd of september 2022 five people were injured in a road traffic accident along great east road after the car they were driving in lost control due to excessive speed after it hit a pavement and later rolled inside the roundabout along Great East Road at Hybrid. And by far one of the most gruesome accidents in recent memory. September 24, 2022. 11 dead and 5 injured in a bus accident at Unza Junction in Lusaka. This is in a case where a highest minibus, due to excessive speed, lost control along the University of Zambia Road Junction along Great East Road, and hit into a Zambia National Service truck. There is a peculiar danger on the roads during the hot and rainy season, so take care out there. And finally, relief, confusion, and terror flooded the nation as Pamela Chisamba and 12 other victims who were kidnapped were recently rescued in Lusaka's Chalala area. The victims were rescued from a partially finished house in Chalala area, which, for mysterious reasons, had a coffin in it The girls aged 17, 2 aged 22, 18, 3 aged 21, 24, 23, 2 aged 25, and 28. Inspector General of Police Lemika Jova, along with the Zambia Police Spokesperson Ray Hamonga said, quoting from Mwabantu, This was after a long protracted investigation that we have continuously pursued since April this year, when she was abducted along Cairo Road in Lusaka. All the victims have been taken into a special medical facility for quick medical attention. We have apprehended one suspect who is in our custody to help us with investigations. A neighbor who narrated how he rescued the victims said that as he was watching TV, a lady came and started hitting the gate on his house with a big stone while shouting for help. He described how he came out and she said that she was one of the people that were kidnapped and that the neighbor ran and called some of his friends, the other neighbors. The gentleman narrated how he got an axe and ran straight over the wall fence into the said house where they saw a guy wearing black but he disappeared after which they started helping the ladies taking them out. One of the ladies was found to be pregnant and was taken out until everyone was safe. One of the parents of the victims, Mike Hachinto, whose daughter was abducted somewhere around the 16th of September said that he was disappointed about the filthy conditions of the house. Quoting from Newsdiggers, My name is Mike Hachinto. Instead of enjoying when I saw my daughter, I was so disappointed. I didn't manage to celebrate because of the conditions of which my daughter was found, the place where they found. You know, within two minutes when I entered that house, I started sweating because of the condition inside that house was very bad. The windows are tinted and there is no fresh air. There is no ventilation. So now imagine my daughter went missing on the 16th of September, which is two weeks, and she has been in that house with such a very bad condition. No beds in that house, no blankets in that house, very dirty house. And it is so disappointing that a human being can do such a thing, especially that you can keep a human being with a coffin in the house. This is something terrible, he said. A report from news diggers narrated how the abduction victims were forced to drink to Jili Jili, forced to smoke and were raped and tortured regularly. One of the victims narrated how they would sometimes hear talk about cutting off breasts and private parts. Among the perpetrators, two men aged 22 were arrested in connection with the kidnapping. Also from news diggers, Minister of Home Affairs and Internal Security, Jack mwembu says that the police worked tirelessly to pursue abduction cases. But what complicated having a breakthrough was that the abductors targeted people who were familiar to them. In a statement to the media, the minister stated, and I quote, The Zambia police services working in collaboration with other stakeholders have worked tirelessly to pursue the cases, and they used any piece of information they came across to break the syndicate that emerged cases of abduction. What complicated the breakthrough into this matter was that the perpetrators targeted people they knew from their school days. Between 17th March and 18th of June 2022, four female Momba money agents were abducted. And between 15th August and 20th September, nine nursing students from a named university in Chilanga District were abducted from their boarding houses. This made it very difficult as parents thought their children were in school as well as the authorities assuming that students could have gone home. The first victim was Faith Muluti. She was abducted by two men in makeni simonson area. The abductors impersonated the police officers who were trying to trace a stolen phone. The abductors coerced Faith to follow them to a police station and in the process, she was abducted. On the 13th of April 2022, around 14 hours, while operating her booth near ShopRite along Cairo Road. Pamela Chisumpa was approached by a person she identified as James Wadia, a former classmate at a named secondary school in Kawe, and in the process, she was abducted. The third victim was Paxina Chanda, a resident of Lilanda Township in Lusaka. On the 14th of May 2022, whilst working at her booth situated along Lumumba Road, Paxina was approached by a person she identified as James Wadia, a former classmate at a named secondary school in Kawe. She was picked up from her booth and later got abducted. The fourth mobile money agent victim was Makwani Nalukui of John Howard. On the 18th of June 2022, whilst operating her booth along Lumumba Road, Makwani was approached by a person she identified as Jordan, a usual customer at her booth. In the process, she was abducted. The minister stated that the police services had at the time apprehended and detained five suspects in these cases. The police further instituted investigations to establish the claim that one victim was murdered and buried within the same premises. The results of the search so far within the premises shows that there was no dead body that was buried around the same place. Our passage reading of scripture comes from Micah chapter 6 from verse 6 to 8 which reads, With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with yearling calves? Is the Lord pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousand rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O man, what is good. What does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? thank you for joining us on news and anti-modern until next time take care good evening good morning good afternoon Mumbi here once again um we're just together through the news section and i'm just here to give a commentary about the presentation that once i did um yeah the news was rather uh dour and and grave today wasn't it um It's not been a a summer of fun, (laughs) as many may have. Uh, There there has been quite the amount of tragedy this summer. But um, we are not to be hopeless. We are not to live as those without hope. We are to live as those with hope. Um, But getting back to the presentation that Mansa did, um, it's it's, it's, it's again, once again, about the biblical worldview. Uh, It's about how you, as a person, uh, as a Christian in this case, uh, look at the world. How you understand the world. How you know what the times. Are. I think there's uh, there's a particularly popular uh, phrase in, in, the book of um I think one of the books of the Old Testament about the the men of Issachar who knew the times, and there's uh, there's also an interesting, um saying of Christ where he said that, uh, you're able to tell uh, the weather. You know that when the when it's cloudy, you know it's about to rain, when it's uh. Uh, sunny, you know, we're able to tell the weather, but you do not know what the time is, and I think that that is uh, a prudence that is a gift uh, that is somewhat let go of uh, a lot of life nowadays. Is, is basically or not a pilot for a lot of people, <clears throat> you know, it's uh, uh, go to school, get your degree, uh, start working retire on a pension and package and so on. It's, it's a, a lot of life has been autopiloted. And uh, in many ways, we're not able to see things for what they are until it's a little bit too late. Uh, one way to shield one, uh, one against that is to know the times. And for you as a Christian, for a Christian to know what time it is, you need to know the word of God. You need to have a biblical worldview. Uh, so just some, some, some things that we can go through um one thing that uh, as once has been talking one thing that uh, definitely does come about is we all know that the world is supposed to be a particular way now you know of course if you started arguing with the philosopher types uh, they'll come up with all sorts of excuses no you know it's subjective and so on and the likes but the, the fact is everyone wants the world to go in a particular way. You know, the climate change activists want the world to go in a particular way. So they have a vision for what they think the world should be like. Uh, uh, Muslims, Islam have a vision for what they want the world to be. Christians, we Christians, ever since the Lord Jesus left us with our mission, we, 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 we know what the world is supposed to be. So all of us have an understanding of what we believe the ideal world to be and how you think the world should be shaped how you think societies should be shaped is all going to be informed by your worldview it's all going to be informed by how you look at the world and as a christian it's not it's not enough to just uh, adopt or co-opt something that the world concocts or puts together to say you know in the year in the year 2045 uh, you will eat seebacks and you will be happy <laughs> for, for those who know, uh, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Uh, okay, uh, for those who know, you know what I'm talking about here. Um, we do have a vision of what we would like the world to be. We would like a Christianized world. We would like every nation to bow the knee to Christ, and then the end will come. Um, now, another thing that we have to understand is, you know, this is quite obvious uh because different people have different views of what the world is going to be like at the end of the day, at the end of the day these world views are en- going to end up competing uh, historically speaking if we're talking about uh, the, the, the the Europe and Asia area there um two ideologies both had a vision of what they wanted the world to be and because this was not something that could easily be reconciled there was conflict uh we had the crusades and many other type events like that. Uh, and in a manner of speaking, today we are having similar battles of ideology as well. Uh, the world is definitely a lot more different. It's a lot more managerial in the way it is, but there are competing forces that do have a vision of what they want the world to be. Um, and... Uh, anyone who tells you this is is lying to you. Uh, Now, we are Christians. Obviously, we do have a biblical worldview. So, that automatically means that we do reject the the, the, the worldview of the world, the spirit of the age, so to speak. We do reject that. Uh, A funny side note this one, there's a a meme that I saw that I enjoyed quite the amount uh, where there was I don't know if you know that meme where there's a a truck on some train tracks it's a, a bus, a school bus on a railroad track and the train is coming in the background so the first image is just the bus is there the second like the train like clears out the bus so the first one was like oh we are reaching this rational age where we are putting behind this religious superstition where we we'll go with science and and we we'll usher in this golden age and so on and the likes and then the train just clears out the bus and says pregnant men <laughs> but if there was ever a poster of 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 what the spirit of the age, what the the worldly worldview brings about, it's it's exactly that it brings insanity eventually. Um. Now the way of God is a fruitful way. The way of God is a way that restores because we know that there is sin and there is evil in the world. So the way of God redeems and restores and builds. Um. I think once I gave a great example about Joseph. Um where, you know, something that Joseph's brothers meant for evil, selling him into slavery, God used for good. That, that, that is how God, worked. That, that is the modus operandi of God. It's, it's, it's where God would take terrible situations, hopeless situations, and bring good out of those. The greatest good, of course, being Christ. Jesus never sinned. He was the one innocent man on earth. Uh, killed, you know. Uh, nailed to a cross, died for us. So, so in, in this terrible um, event, a good thing is brought about. Redemption and atonement is brought about. And that is the way of God, uh, bringing fruitfulness even out of uh, you know uh, things that are quite, quite quite frankly disturbing and sad in most cases. Now, looking at this, looking at this tendency, uh, for, for, for lack of a better term, and I, I hope... Uh, the elders don't call me in for for, for 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 using light words in that case but it, it, it's this this character of God where he brings good even from out of terrible situations it tells us that this is going somewhere you know the way of God is going somewhere it is going uh, it's it, it's it's not nihilistic in nature it's not because because if you are to take like the, the the, the the let's say the, the the philosopher the atheist and so on and they like say so where is this world going, um you say no you know there's all this entropy that is going around eventually the universe is going to come to an end and then none of this so you, you start to ask okay if all of this comes to an end why do you even bother with your climate change activism why do you bother with all of these things if all of this comes to nothingness, and quite frankly this is this is this is this is this is something that. The spirit of the age just kind of glosses over. Um, But for we as Christians, we are are not hopeless. We are not as those who are just living, hey, today we dance, we dance, tomorrow we die. No, we are not hopeless. We know that everything that is is going somewhere. Why do we know this? Because our worldview, our understanding of reality is informed by God. Now, God is obviously trying to accomplish something looking at all of this. And uh, we, we, we can be we can be comforted and we can be assured that this will go somewhere because ultimately God is sovereign. And when I'm once attached to on it a little bit, I think there will probably come a day where we'll probably do a deep dive into uh, the, the, the views on God's sovereignty. But th- this is a great example of Joseph's brother's selling joseph thinking they are clever and years passed by you know many 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 years passed by they they thought they were clever i'm sure they went about life they ate food and so on and the likes then at one time what they meant for evil god meant for good so they were responsible for selling joseph in their actions but god was sovereign to bring god out of that situation what does this paint what what does this situation paint for us it paints for us a picture of hope and this is something the christian this is something we christians have it's hope it is the hope and understanding that everything that is is not just going to end in nothingness it's not just a dance that goes nowhere it's not just a road that leads into a ditch that falls forever and ever no but this everything that is leads to perfection it leads to good it leads to hope i'm going to read a a passage from one of my favorite portions of scripture it's revelation 21 says then i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth passed away and there was no longer any sea and i saw the holy city new jerusalem coming down out of heaven from god made ready as a bride adorned for her husband and i heard a loud voice from the throne saying behold The tabernacle of God is among men and he will dwell among them and they shall be his people and God himself will be among them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will no longer be death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things are passed away. This is hope. This is hope to say, yes, we may not understand why things happen the way they are but having a biblical worldview having an understanding that this is not for nothing this leads somewhere god is telling a powerful story god is driving this somewhere leaves us with hope and i do hope haha, <laughs> no pun intended there i do hope that this has been a blessing to you and uh, thank you very much for joining us until next time take care